Hi, welcome to Social Workers and Scriptures podcast. We are talking about creating order today. Um, we are therapists who are Christian, offering a fresh life perspective. I am Susan Camacho. And I'm Caddy Elias. Hi, guys. And the purpose of this podcast will be really to break it down into three points is that God is a God of order, addressing the, vul- the vulnerable areas in our mental health, and how to be proactive. But some things that we are definitely not we're so glad that you're in that you're tuning in today to this podcast, but you should know that this is not a substitution for your own individual counseling. You may have particular issues that we might not address today or that might factor into your treatment, so you need to be continuing in your mental health treatment. Please do not go off of your medications without consulting your doctor, your psychiatrist, your therapist. Also, if you're having an emergency, a psychiatric emergency, please go to your nearest emergency room or dial 911. If you're in crisis, you can call our National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Lastly, even though we would love to be, we would love to be expert theologians, we are not. We do believe that the Bible is the ultimate authority. We are Christian. We are therapists, and we will be giving you both of those aspects of who we are. We are therapists, and we are Christian. So, Kat, let's get to the nitty-gritty. So, yes. how do I know if I'm too disorderly or chaotic or loosey-goosey, as I like to say? How dare you call me loosey-goosey? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, how do you know if you are just lacking balance, lacking order? I mean, one, people might tell you. Two, you might just know. I'm lacking order. Life is hitting me like a truck. I feel like I'm in a tornado whenever I walk. People walk all over me. Maybe you're a person who um, just can't seem to get to your goals, can't just um, seem to get to a a place of growth and and life just is kind of um, stagnant for you. Um, And I really think that we're speaking to people today who um, might not be proactive in their life, who might be um, life just passing them by. They're kind of on the side road of their own life. Life kind of dictates how it's going to go for you. And we want to help you go from you know, just being that passerby to really being proactive. Um, And I think lastly, somebody who lacks boundaries, somebody who who has other people in their life who dictate what is going to happen for them and what their day is going to look like. And so we're really speaking to you and figuring out how do we help you bring order to this kind of disorder. I think we want to help you get back your life back on track, right? So I guess a question would be, um, I mean, it's it's really good to be able to go with the flow in life, but there is a line where it's no longer just I go along with things and there's there's a line between going along with things and things are just completely out of order and disordered. What do you think that line is? Um, why would somebody want to change having that lack? lack? I think that going with the flow is a good thing if you're like a perfectionistic person and you need to kind of learn to let things go organically but not always is it going with the flow of good things because I know that there are people that are like well isn't there going to be something that's going to tell me which way to go like magically it's going to automatically fall into place no this guy's going to part and (laughs) God is going to direct us (laughs) there there are lots of people who are unhappily married for like 40 years waiting for some event to like break them up or something of that nature if you don't do something to fix it it will not automatically get fixed yes 
Mm-hmm. It's like a doctor, like, oh, I'm going to wait my for my bones back to go back to setting. No, you have to do something to create that order. Yeah. So, Kat, what would you say about, well, why would I want to change the way that I am? Isn't it part of my personality? Like, what do you say to those people? And I think... I think one of the wonderful things about having all these different personalities in life is that, yes, there are some really beneficial blessings to part of our character and being easygoing. Well, we want to be around those people. We don't want to be around uptight people all the time, but sometimes it can be to our detriment and sometimes it spills over. And again, we just don't feel this kind of control over our life. And then we can kind of really live in a, in a perpetual victim like state. And I think that that's a really difficult place to be at. Um, I think for a few reasons. Why would I want to change? Well, God tells us he is a God of, uh, he's not a God of confusion. He is a God of peace. Um, he tells us in 1 Corinthians 14, 40, but all things should be done decently and in order. And I really think that the devil can come in under that lack of order, that lack of self-control, which is a fruit of the spirit. And we want to have that fruit of the spirit, but he can come in when we don't have those things. Um, I think 1 Peter 5, 8, 9 tells us, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him firm in your faith. And I think there's so many action words in there. You really have to be proactive. Otherwise, the devil will just swoop in. And we know that anything of the devil leads to death. It leads to emptiness. Um, it's not going to produce joy. It's not going to produce It's not going to produce long-term joy. It's not going to produce peace. And God is a God of peace. Um, and then lastly, I think God is always trying to mold us and help develop us to look more like him. We're made in his image. He wants us to look like him. And part of his character is is having control, is having some sort of order. And so we want to reflect that. And when we don't have that in our life, there's, there's a gap. There's something missing, and that's not of God. That's what I think. So I think, so my question would be, why would somebody live in this state? Like of just, you know, Life just kind of happens. There's no order. Um, why, why do you think someone would do that, considering that most people understand that some sort of order is good? Why do you think that they would remain in that? Um, I, or how they I get think there? that I get how they get that way. Yeah. Sometimes it's a nature and ver- nurture thing um, where they're the family of origin. It never really had any kind of structure. And some of, you know, like foster care kids, they had no structure as well. So sometimes it is like how you were Mm. raised. But other times it's a a procrastination or a lack of wanting or just not doing anything. But I want you to know that an indecision is a decision as well. And so in that, that's how people get to be that way or stay that way or stay stagnant. But God doesn't want us to stay stagnant. He wants us, he wants us to continue to move. And, you know, God says that the lukewarm he throws up basically. So you have to, (laughs) (laughs) you have to like have some kind of balance. Yeah. So Kat, what motivates someone to change, to be different? Yeah. Well, I think you, I mean, I think discomfort is something that motivates somebody to change, right? So I think growth doesn't um, usually come without some sort of discomfort. And I think sometimes when we live this kind of lifestyle, I think there's this kind of resignation to, there's this like resignation to uh, and complacency and um lack of motivation to move forward because we want to, we are avoiding things that, that might be troublesome for us that might not feel well discomfort. And I think there's a certain point where you might get tired of that. And you're saying, okay, you know what? I want change. Uh, maybe I want to improve this relationship. Maybe I want life to get better. Maybe I don't want to be depressed anymore. I don't want to feel like a victim anymore. I think maybe they see somebody else get to 
to goals and they want that for themselves. And I, I think one of the things that should be motivating is the idea that, you know, I really like the point you brought up about nature versus nurture, because we may have learned one way and we may have been living that way for a very long time. And maybe somebody else was responsible for us before, but now we're responsible for ourselves as an adult. And so even if we relearned, if we learned one way, it's our responsibility now, no matter what we were handed to relearn. It's like we have to be reparented. And the wonderful, the blessing, the wonderful thing is that those things are not genetic. They are learned. So we can relearn. I think that really we want to encourage people. And hopefully this is a motivation to your change that, um, yes, people can grow. People can change. I mean, certainly a, a, a tenet of Christianity is that we're made anew in Christ. And um, what a blessing. Second Corinthians 5.17 tells us, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So if you are a person who just had no control over life, life is running you over, you're a new creation in Christ. And God does give us, and part of being Christian is is, is gaining that those fruits of the Spirit. Um, those are things like self-control and faithfulness and goodness and all those things. So that is possible. So a motivating change would also be looking more like Christ, I think. What do you think? Do you think that that this, I mean, I think we've talked about it a lot, but what do you think um, in regards to our spiritual walk? Do you think having a lack of order denotes anything in our spiritual walk? I think it Tell creates like, it creates areas of concern. Like it's like when you, we are in crisis, like it flashlights that behavior that we're lacking. So we really need to look at that and be able to trace that to erase it. And it, it does it does give you these signals, like these red flags, as therapists like to call, to what you are lacking in mm -hmm. your spiritual walk. And so you really need to kind of highlight those things and work on them. But Kat, like, what would you say to the person that says, doesn't being a good, loving Christian mean I do for others? What does scripture say about chaos and disorderliness? I would say absolutely. You should do everything for everybody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, being Christian is doing good things, is um, considering others more important than yourselves. It is, it, is, it is those things, but I don't think God would have us do those things to the detriment of just a, a order in our own lives. I think, um, you know, he tells leaders, like, if, if you can't, manage your own household, how can you manage a church, you know? And so I think he really has a big focus on order. While those leaders in the church are helping people, there also has to be order within their own home. So both are possible. So I don't think that we, that, I think as Christians, we have to be wise. And I think um, we don't want to run the, we don't want to go down that gamut of thinking that I must do everything, there should be a wisdom. There should be discernment. You should be praying for those things. And there should still be order in your life. You should not feel like a victim to what everybody else is doing and how much that is impacting your life. Um, you should be encouraged in Christ. Know you're, know, be grounded in Christ so well that you're not swayed by, you know, by the wind, by different things happening in times of drought, that you should be so grounded um, in God that you still have your order. Your, your strength is in him. You still have your order in your life. And you can help out other people. I think a couple of scriptures to bring up, you know, maybe we can bring up a couple, is that God did not give us a spirit of, a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. 2 Timothy 1.7. Proverbs 25.28. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Certainly that is not what the Lord wants for our lives. Right? Um, any other, what kind of scriptures can you think of that 
maybe pertain to having a lack of order. I mean, maybe one I think of also might be, you know, when we go with our heart only and our feelings, Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? You know, we don't always just go with our heart. No, those are all really good scriptures. So what are some action practices that we can we can utilize in order for us to get to a better place in terms of creating order for ourselves, Kat? Well, I think first you need to know, since God is a God of order, you need to know what God's word says. You need to know what what it what makes up God, what um what are part of aspects of his character that we want to to model ourselves like. We need to read our word. I think we need to tra- we need to transform those thoughts that underline our behaviors. And so in our, and as Christians, we believe that reading God's word is what transforms and renews us in our thinking. Um, so prayer, reading the Bible, um, I think you you want to educate you want to really first clarify what are the problem areas and then enlist help of what are some solutions that I can find for these particular problems. Maybe you go to counseling, maybe you learn education about boundaries. There's lots of material about boundaries that are so good. And lastly, I will say that I think accountability is so important. So telling somebody else what your goals are and then staying accountable to them, staying in contact and communication about how you're doing on those goals. What do you think, my dear? I think that also um, because we are therapists, you can't like, you can't leave without some of the self-affirmation tools, um, having empowering self-talk to yourself because we always have that pathological critic telling us why we can't do something or we shouldn't do something and a lot of fear-based things and anxiety-based things that we have, but also having that affirmation and sometimes just posting your affirmations on a mirror when you get ready, some of those things, and making small incremental goals instead of large like encompassing ones that you cannot meet, and just basically learning how to complete a task. You know, for somebody (laughs) it might be really complete one, (laughs) you know? It's just like kind of cleaning out your garage. You see so many things that you want to do, but you have to start Mm -hmm. somewhere small Mm -hmm. in order for the overarching goal to come together. So start small. And then you build up a confidence that, yes, I can achieve goals and things can get better. Definitely. And I think um, reminding yourself that it is worth it. That And knowing that when you start to get better and you start to get things in order, the other people in your life may not like that. They're kind of used to how things go. And it may not be healthy, but their symptoms may go up when you start making changes. You see that all the time, No. When you are, when you, when one person in the family is getting healthier, the other people start to get a little agitated and their symptoms go up. That's not a sign to stop, right? You keep on going and, and what you'll see is usually their symptoms start going down and now you've created a new system, right? I think we had some, some um, concrete, tangible steps as well, right? Like um, you had mentioned about calendar. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> like also having like a, a to-do list about like what, what you need done, um, the Google calendars in order to have self accountability. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All my to do list is creating a to do list. That's why. Right. <laughs> um, 
but being flexible within that like if you're gonna have like all like even then like there has to be some flexibility that if it goes awry don't freak out get back on track and you know it's just like on a diet like it's a lifestyle so if you make there's some kind of infraction (laughs) (laughs) if there's some infraction just go back at it and then like try to achieve that goal Mm -hmm. and so and, you know, hire solicit help sometimes if you yes. want to organize your life, like certain orders or whatever that is. The county yeah. helps. Yeah. like, And if you can't afford it, sometimes like just triage yeah. yourself. Ask the social worker involved. Or yeah. if you don't have a social worker involved, call around to see. Or maybe barter for some, right. somebody's help. You like your friend could yeah. have a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can have some peace yes. or some 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 woosah and, uh, time. Woosah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's some great time right there. Wusa time. Um, I think that's a really good point because, um, for example, somebody with ADD or ADD type of symptoms, right? It just may be very difficult for them to to put everything in order. Man, there are some blessings for people with ADD symptoms, right? Like they just think at such a high pace. They are, they just, they're amazing people, but especially when they have help. When they have someone to help organize for them. Oh man, that is a duo right there, right? Um, they take the world by storm. So whether you can afford it or whether you barter for it or you make a, an exchange, it could be so helpful to enlist help. I think that's a, a wonderful one. And then reward yourself. When you get to some of your goals, reward yourself. You don't have to reward yourself with cheesecake necessarily, but it could be a small reward. Like I get to do this today or I get to whatever it is, just something that, that is pleasurable, that's healthy, pleasurable. And always, always, always be your best cheerleader. Spirit fingers oh, wow. you. Oh, wow. <laughs> So what are some of the, if we're going to wrap up this whole conversation, Kat, or even though you say the cliff notes are, are antiquated, like Nobody what, what cliff do notes you are. want people, <laughs> what do you want people to take away from the podcast? I really, I really just want to tell you that doing the work and treatment to, to, to move forward, to grow, to change your viewpoint from being stagnant and complacent and going from idle to I constantly want to grow. It is so worth it. Life will be better. You will feel better. Life will just be, you'll just have a, a different, a different sense of joy, a different sense that is just, it's worth it. And I, I really don't want you to be in victim mentality. I want you to know, yes, there are things in your life that you can do. It's very empowering. How about you, Susan? What do you, t- what do you want them to take away from this? I want them to take away that creating order is in line with God's word and Amen. it's transformative. And if you were that was to so much better implement than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and it would and it would if you implement these changes, there can be a newfound peace about your life that you currently don't have because it's in chaos. Absolutely. And that's what I want the takeaway to take away to be. Thank you. Um, and you know, we forgot to mention in the beginning, but you know, we are we are Christian. We will end this with prayer. And I would love to take us all into prayer and pray over your life right now, um, if you would allow me. So, dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this time that we have together. Thank you so much that um, that you bring the right people, that you care so much about us individually, that you speak right to us, that you're, we ask for your, inner, your um, Holy Spirit to intercede on our behalf. I ask you, Lord Jesus, for discernment to know in our life where we can get better, where it is we can create more order, how it is we can look more like you. Um, We ask for wisdom and courage. Um, We ask that you would just do your amazing work, that you would shine light on any darkness, Lord Jesus, that is not of you, that um, that we would be persistent in you, that we would be able to flee from the devil. We ask that we thank you, Lord God, that you are victor already. 
We praise your holy name and ask you to, to go with us this week. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Till next time. All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye.